Bro, if the CS def, yeah, I might as well. I, I might as well have to say. You might as well just call Kylie right then. And I'm going to call like, Kylie right there like, yo. I'm not coming home. <laughs> I, I, we have a decision to make. Either we're, either we're all doing this or it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> either we're dating S-Death or I'm dating S-Death. Yep. <laughs> I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 105 of the Saratobi Sports Pod. To me, John. We are in regrown recordings, and I have my guys with me as always. To my right, Deacon of Demon Time, Mr. Worldwide West. Because everywhere I go, I leave a worldwide mess. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Hope y'all having a good week. Coming from the great beyond, Mr. Matt Barba. Greg Pastabitch <laughs> in the building. And calling in the Wicked Witch of Westchester, <laughs> Mr. JT. Because the water was keeping him away from us this week. True. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, when Long Island goes underwater, because y'all don't even part of the mainland, I don't want to hear no cries for help. No, nothing. I'm going to tell, tell National Guard, don't even come to you guys. I'm coming to your crib, nigga. I nah, I'm, telling, I'm telling National Guard, block the Drodsneck, block the Whitestone, <laughs> block everything. Yeah, guess what? I'm he, taking a he, boat on the East River. He's going <laughs> to swim himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's defeating stereotypes. Too. Bold of you to think I don't got the submarine squadron on deck too. <laughs> <laughs> JT's got the U-boats. <laughs> not oh, the fucking right. Nigga brought it back. Not the fucking U-boats. U-boat is crazy. <laughs> oh my I'm gonna say <laughs> the Red October ain't got shit on what I'm doing. Oh god. <laughs> Jeez. Yikes. Nah, uh, y'all niggas just Oh boy. We're back to another week. Um, isn't a whole lot to talk about, but there are some things that start interesting conversations. So, where do you guys want to go first? Um, first things first, I'm the illest. I'm the realest. Oh, okay. <laughs> good job, Justin. Good job, good job, good job. You can't hear it, but I'm, so I'm not going to push the button. I'm not going to hit the button. No, 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 fuck you. You're not here, so I'm not going to hit it. Yeah, and you can't hear it's it. It's okay, so but I mean, first. I know I know what the button sounds like. Well, what if I just press a different button? You wouldn't know. Ooh. And you don't then listen, you just, so you'd never know. This is true. That is true. But the fans would know. The fans would know. And you don't want to disappoint the fans. <laughs> you disappoint them every yeah. week. <laughs> hey, look, man. First of all, I don't give a damn about the fans. I think you said this is malice. You made this that is, clear at the 100th episode. <laughs> this is malice in the palace. <laughs> I don't care about hey, you the think fans. You know what? Fans are overrated. Fans are overrated. And you know who else thinks the fans are overrated? Who does? <laughs> Javi Baez. <laughs> It was a Damn VR right. and Damn Lindor. Right. Damn right. Let's talk about it. Let's see. That's how you talk about talk about smooth guys. sailing. Talk about boats. Talk about fucking you know doing a damn thing, Justin. Even though sailing, sailing is not what the Mets have been doing. Well, damn right. Damn 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 well, no, that's not. Well, no, no, no. Winners of four straight up until this point on uh, September first. True. Um, and but yeah, if anybody hasn't known or figured it out yet, uh, the uh, Mets. Play, some of the best players caught slack because people learned what their new, uh, I guess, celebration when they got on base was, which is a thumbs down. Many people remember the Yankees had a thumbs down a few years ago, but yeah. that was kind of a that was fun. A, and there was yeah, there was mocking. Going yeah, it was on, a yeah. mocking of a guy that was at the stadium yeah. with putting his thumbs down. But yep. this one, it was a 
more of a, I guess, inside inside joke for so, Mets players. I don't know why they would say what it is. That, well, that's the thing, right? So basically, they've been doing this for like three weeks now. True. And someone finally asked uh, Javi Baez, yo, like, why, like, what's up with the new celebration? Fucking new guy. And he was like, oh, well, you know, kind of not digging how the fans have been treating us a little bit lately. So, you know, if they're going to boo us, we'll boo them right back when we do something good. Yeah. Now, here's my thing. Talk nice. I have always been anti-fan. I think fans are awful. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> doubling down. <laughs> yeah. Doubling well, I mean, down. Fans are awful. Fans, sports fans in general are awful. You know why? Because fan is short for fanatic. And that's what a lot of people are. And people tend to go a little bit overboard. Now, I'm not saying you sh- fans shouldn't boo. But let's be honest. Players get a lot of shit, like a lot of stuff. So it kind of doesn't make, obviously you get it on the road, right? Mm. And it's not saying that your home fans don't deserve to boo you when you're not play, playing well. But I mean, these guys are human. It gets to you a little bit. And it's the guys, that are just, the people that are supposed to be in your corner. If they're constantly jeering you and things like that, that can't make you you know, feel too good. And I'm pretty sure every single athlete, like or at least ninety percent of athletes across all major sports has probably felt the same way that Javi Baez and Lindor and some of the other Mets players do. They were just smart enough not to actually voice that to the public. <laughs> oh man, that's that's my thing about it is um, I I kind of agree with you, um, but I kind of don't because like the whole thing with that is, especially in New York. New York fans gonna let you hear it. We all know about certain cities have fans like that. They'll they're not gonna cheer you over everything, right? Um, New York is one of those. I don't think there's anything wrong. Deserve that though. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, fans booing in general, right? Especially if the motherfuckers like not not just give me something to cheer about, but like if it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna blow it, and I agree with your fans are gonna be a little extra about it, but like. Sometimes sometimes people deserve to be booed. True. Sometimes oh, yeah. they do. Uh yeah. my thing is I don't ha- and I also don't have an issue with how bias and them was feeling about it. My issue is that I don't feel like either of them should be upset. Like I feel like the moment they're like, yo, like, yeah, like the fans are booing us, so we just come back at them. I think it's funny. And I think that at that point the fans should just go, Yeah, all right. And then you either keep booing them till they do something good, or you switch it up. But it's one of those things where it's it's literally like yo like that's that's part of the game that's that comes with the territory of being an athlete. Granted, there's cities that are going to cheer you regardless, but New York is not one of them, and motherfuckers know that. So again, definitely shouldn't have said why it, that was the reason because of the reaction. But I also just think the reaction was completely overblown. I don't think it was deserved. I don't think it's that deep. Um, I mean, at the same time, it's like I I I kind of get it both ways. It's like, all right, you guys are frustrated. Y'all don't y'all y'all have basically sucked all of all of August. Y'all didn't do anything. Y'all had first place, sole possession of first place, and y'all basically you yeah, know had think, a bad had a bad stretch. I and it is what it was. To, I think they deserve to get booed for doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it, at the same time, it's just like. Y'all can't do that in New York and expect not to get booed by the fans. It's just like, what? Do you, what did y'all? It's, it, you know, it's like, what did you think it was gonna happen? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, you know the bo- you know the bodega. You know, it's a five dollar cash minimum. You got your card on you. What did you think was gonna happen when Oct tells you you got a dip, bro? Like, what you like? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and in terms of you know the dudes putting the thumbs down, shit. Like, all right, I get it. Like, you guys are frustrated with the fans. Y'all are frustrated with y'all yourselves. Y'all are frustrated because y'all suck. You know, whatever that reason may be. 
it, you know, but you put your thumbs down to the fans. It's like, you know, you're basically telling the fans that are booing you because y'all are sucking to fuck off. And it's like, all right, I get it. Cool, like whatever. You know? I like that energy. It's I'm cool. You, you, can have the en- you can have the energy, <laughs> but you can't have the energy when you lost 11 of 13 games in a, in a stretch. Hey, well, it, after he did that shit, didn't Baez hit the winning run or score well, the winning run? He scored the winning yeah. run. He scored the, scored the running run. Got an RBI in the ninth. Yeah. to keep the inning alive, and then scored the winning run. But my thing and also, then also is, scored a run in the second yeah. part of the doubleheader. Hey, I think it should be more like fucking Stanton. When Stanton was getting booed when he got here, he was like, nah, they right. He was like, I deserve to be booed right now, and honestly. That's, and that's it, Because like, he understands expectations, and that's part of it, where it's like, if the Mets were the usual Mets every year mm-hmm. of just either having that just hot, like, half a month, and then just being ass the rest of the season, they wouldn't be booing. Even if they won on that losing streak, they wouldn't be booing. They still would be. No. Because you said it. It's 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 New York fans. New York fans don't need it. New York fans will boo whenever. Yeah, but they wouldn't be booing the way they were if there was less expectations. Motherfuckers. But there should have been expectations. That's the problem. The problem is like look at the preseason. You look at the preseason power rankings for the MLB. The Mets were not supposed to be the, the the winner of the division. So every and everything in the beginning of the season was fool's gold. You just had a it was a great combination of the Phillies sucked, the Braves sucked, the Nationals sucked, and of course the Marlins sucked, right? Then, then the Mets had all these injuries, but somehow were just not as sucky. They were a bad baseball team. Remember when the Yankees, as bad as the Yankees were playing, right? And the Yankees were how many games behind the Red Sox? They were only, what, a game behind the Mets who were in first place? And the Yankees were, what, third in the division? Yep. And were so far behind in the wild card? So it's not like the Mets were a good team and just, oh my God, that the bottom fell out. This is who the Mets were. It's just now, you know, you, you pull back the curtains and it's okay. Now this is what, what it is for real. Once the Phillies actually figured it out and once the Braves actually figured it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then not to mention you lose your ace. I mean, it's, it yeah. was the per it's the perfect storm. So and the like, schedule is yeah. set up. Well, I mean, they have to play their <laughs> best, the best 13, for, for 15 days. Yeah. That like, was, that was, that was out of pocket. Like Manfred, you got to look out a little bit better for the Mets. Yeah, that, well, that, no, that, that, that was not really Manfred because well, I mean, in terms of I guess the rest, but nobody pre- foresaw going back to the preseason rankings. Well, nobody, nobody thought that the Giants, Giants were going to be as good as they were. A indeed, great team, indeed, you know? indeed, indeed, indeed. That was supposed to be like your like break, like if the even if the Dodgers and Padres are are that good, all right, you get a three game set <laughs> against the Giants. It's a get right series. You and know what not I'm and not only were the were the Giants as good as as way better than advertised, they're better than the Dodgers as of September first, two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I, I I don't know, man. I I see both sides. That's where Chris Bryant went, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I I see both sides. But if I'm the Mets players, bro, it, it's hard to really do that against the fans because it's a lose lose situation. They did it. It was funny, and then they had to apologize. You know, shit like that. It don't ever go right, man. It's it was like just stupid for talking about it, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like I I think they're not wrong for feeling having their feelings because you you should be able to feel like how you feel. Yeah. They the, Javi Baez messed up by. Telling the truth, <laughs> lie, Stupid. just lie. Listen, lie. man, they lie yeah, to do, they, do what fucking Aaron Judge does. You Listen, lie to they the girl, ask him you about the celebration. The Listen, man, they lie. They lied about the the raccoon shit earlier in the year. That's that's yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? The you ra- know, no, the the raccoon. Well, the raccoon, the raccoon. The yeah, rat- you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you, you know what I'm saying? You should have took something from Jeff and Neil there and just you know just not tell the truth. But it is what it is, man. The Mets are the Mets are the Mets. <laughs> the Mets are the Bro, Mets. I just you know what it is for me. Also, I think we're. Uh, and I, I agree, like, it, you know, like, you can't expect it. And it's kind of funny because you have Javi Baez coming from Chicago. You have Lindor coming from uh, Cleveland, two sports cities that, you know, 
rich in history, especially with their baseball, mm-hmm. but nowhere near as, you know, in actually I would probably say Chicago playing for the Cubs, you know, you probably get that, but you know, New York is a different breed, but also fans like there's, where do fans get held accountable for things they do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and especially because like, I, I feel like it was a lot of vitriol. And I always, I always think because it's baseball and we all, we know the racial history behind it. Like if Pete Alonzo and like Jeff McNeil were the guys leading the charge, would it have been, I know it'd have been a big deal, but would it have been as angry, like the fans as angry in the media as attacking as they did by as in Lindor? I think the fans, yes, just because it's New York. I feel like if it was in another city, and that happened, I feel like it might probably would have been different and probably would have been covered different. Right. Um, but I think just because it's New York, I feel like even if like white players did it, the fans still would have been like, who the fuck do you think you are? It's in New York. Um, but that's the part that I agree with you in uh, the fanaticism that comes with fans. And it kind of reminds me of the first time we had Ruben on the podcast. And he was just talking about like when he'll try and tweet something positive or some shit and then he'll get people super angry at him after a game or saying all the shit and he's just like bro like I have like a life outside of being a fan like there's no reason to like yep. do all of this for it you know what I mean yeah, so man. I guess that's where it comes to being held accountable this but is I, this yeah, is I just true, think bro. it goes back to they're just stupid for talking about it there's well, literally the people that will sit and wait five hours to talk to Mike Francesa on the fan, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm story. saying? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like that's Mike just, from Staten Island. I'm know, not talking about Giancarlo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just what it is, bro. Like, that's all they do is that they just talk shit. They just got nothing to complain. They got always something to complain about when it comes to the team. And that's it. They heckle. They is, it is what it is. But I, listen... I, I am not anti booing, bro. Sometimes you got you got to boo niggas. You got to boo. Oh yeah, niggas. you just, sometimes you got to boo. You got you got to motivate niggas, cause bro, especially New York, like this is not <laughs> Chicago. This isn't you know fucking. Uh, this is not Tampa Bay where they're never gonna boo their dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to. I'm not gonna boo them because they're always bad. That's why. Yeah, man. And that and that's, it's like you know, but it's sometimes you need context behind the boos. Like so, like when Sam was booing, like I remember when he, when Sam first got there and they booed him in his first series at the stadium. And I'm sitting there like, why are you doing this, man? He's never played baseball in weather lower than 50 degrees in his life. He's got a hoodie on under his – he has no idea what the hell cold weather is. Give him some slack True. in the first series, you know. But I, I get it. You have to boo sometimes. I, I, You don't think if I was at the stadium at, at MetLife last year, I wouldn't be booing the crap out of the Jets, mostly Adam Gase. Yeah. But and 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 the Johnsons, you'd hold but, up a sign know. like I'm booing Adam Gase, not you guys. Wait, I, honest, honestly, God, I would probably have a sign that says I'm booing the coach, not you. You guys are doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> well, what, what's the video with the little kid? It's like players, players, no, don't feel sad. This is not on you. This is not <laughs> yeah. on you. This is on the coaches. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah man, oh man. Yeah, I don't Bruh, know. A lot boy, going on. You know, Speaking Co- of coaches, coaches. I'm gonna say speaking of coaches. Coaches. I mean, at least, yeah, hey, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was right there with you, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, same one thing about Adam Gates. As terrible as he was, right? At least he's not an alleged felon. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has seen this. Was the, the Bishop Hello? Sycamore <laughs> situation? Yo. Yo, first and foremost, <laughs> yeah, we we gotta really talk about this shit, yo. <laughs> if y'all haven't heard. Okay, I'll try. I'll try and break it down as much as possible. JT, while you're sitting there, can you pull up some facts? <laughs> yeah, please, because I, I don't have oh, yeah. my I don't have my laptop in front of me, and my phone is half dead. So, but yeah, while I, the best way that I can describe it to you is that uh, last week, uh, Bishop Sycamore played IMG on ESPN. Um, Bishop Sycamore was said to have 
D1 prospects. Um, they were said to be a, top, a nationally ranked football team. And, yeah, they played IMG, and they got smoked 58-0, which is like, okay, like, you know, nationally fo- te- televised. The, co- point, the, the announcer said game. they need to stop the game before someone gets hurt. Which is like, you know, very considerate of the announcers. But at the same time, they, it as it turns out, Bishop Sycamore is a fake charter school that nobody apparently has ever heard of. They had played another game a couple of days before in – yeah, the the kids that were playing in the game aren't even high school students. They're fucking JUCO dropouts and a bunch of grown ass men. And I just want to know. I just want to know how. I thought they were a real school though. That no, just, it's, it's the an football online team was fake. charter school. Online that used to be something else. Yeah, it's an online charter school that used to be called something else. But I forget the name. I forget the exact name. What in the meme yeah. machine? They got Chris Rock printing jerseys and shit. Yeah. Bro, they were the universe. They tried the University of Phoenix to shit. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. This is like, a, and if y'all haven't read that Bleacher Report article, please do because this is one of the most crazy and like convoluted stories that I think I've ever heard of in you know. The I was media. gonna say complex. I know a guy that works at Complex. He just wrote a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was interviewing a, a former player. Who was like just dishing out all the a the former Bishop about. Sycamore player? Yeah, as in he played a he played for them up until like three days ago. No, nah, he played. I think it was like he played like three years ago. Wait, so they've had a football team for that long? Yes, and it's bro. been fake this entire time. Yeah, <laughs> they've yeah. been faking it to faking it till you make it. Like the kid was like, yeah, they recruited him in like I think like 2016 or something like that. Yeah, for like his. Uh, junior year of high school mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they did the smoke and mirrors big time on them. Yeah, like, they were dead not going to school or anything. They're just living out of a hotel. And apparently they wasn't paying the hotels on these trips. Nope. Bounce checks, baby. Bounce checks is crazy, bro. They played two games. They in... did fire their coach, though. So, well, yeah. yeah they, fire, you know, baby. That, 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 listen, bro. listen, that's that's the first. <laughs> listen, regardless, anything goes wrong with the team. You know what I'm saying? The first thing. They just found out we're a fake school. I got to fire the coach. <laughs> right. That's the first bro. thing we're going to do. And like wow. the uh, the interview, they were saying like, yeah, like they started off with like, at the time the kid was going there. They started off with like 10 coaches, one for each position. By like this, the time the season was over, it was just like, the head coach, one assistant coach, and like the the team mom. It was like a pee wee football team of grown ass men. Basically, bro. Basically, <laughs> like it was. It, this whole situation is messed up. There's negligence on a lot of people's parts. I mean, it's not just the schools. I mean, right. The parent, like, not to say the parents, but like, because it's made up of mostly grown men, the ones that were actually high schoolers, like the parents, it wasn't like checking for anything. Like, how you let this slip through the cracks? Hey man, they could have been preying on people who just knew that they weren't gonna like. They could have been trying to get kids that were decent athletes, but knew they had no one really looking out for them. You know, it's like just for their spot to get taken by a forty-five-year-old. I, I I just don't I just don't even know what to what to say about this shit, bro. This is just one of the most crazy. It's literally the most crazy story I think I've ever heard. Like I gotta yeah, read that sports article. story. Sports story. Because the craziest story is still that that dude who pretended to be a doctor. I was gonna say. What it's is what is equivalent? What well, that's is their th- team doctor? That that was their oh team doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, and Rachel Dolezal there was the team mom. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yo, what the fuck? That's crazy. Bishop Sycamore's team high school. Well, I bet if I put that on social media right Yo, now. Yo, do you remember man. the uh, remember the guy that that scammed Howard out of like the like 
Yes. $10,000. Yeah, bro, he's a booster. He was a booster. He's one of the boosters. <laughs> Him, the dude, the booster from uh, the University of Miami. Oh, my God. She's crazy. Bro. Wow. It's like, it, it, it's literally like so much, so much shit. And yeah, man. Do y'all remember a couple years ago where it was like someone's dad decided to like register back in college and played football and he was like 40 years old and tried to play running back? The guy from like, was it the picture that's like the old guy from like SC State? It might have been that. Yeah, that was like that was like years ago. Yeah. I remember that. I think yeah. it was like probably like three to five years ago. And I just remember he came in for like one series, got hit twice, and was like, "All right." <laughs> I was like, I "It's think crazy because like there are grown. I'm not I, like there are grown not in high school, but there are grown men in like uh, college. Like I remember seeing it was like one college team I saw. It was like I was like twenty. He was like going to grad school for like to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. but he was like 28, 29. It was yeah. like Brandon Whedon was like. 25 26 weed in <laughs> wow it's like it's almost amazing wow uh i was holding off on reaction for you guys bro he is like in a zone man he's, he's on another planet 38 30 30 home runs good for you bro and he's like healthy he's healthy but the thing is like even when you see it in his face like it's like he's fully like unconscious when he's playing it's like he has to remember that he has to do celebrations when he gets on base and shit. I'm not gonna say he's not having fun, but it's just like he's just locked in. You like it's all business. Wow. Like Kawhi? No, I feel like he he, he throws emotion in there. Damn. No, but I feel like every time I've seen him, like he's just getting on base and like it's just he's had that locked in face where it's like when you go, oh man, this dude's unconscious right now. The next Yankee captain, that nigga about to get a bag. He's 29. It's crazy. Anyhow, I mean, thankfully he's healthy, so you know it's a, it's a bag well spread. But yeah, man, this is uh this this football situation is uh yeah, that was it, it, it's honestly crazy, and honestly, shame on ESPN. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Not doing their due diligence. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that niggas got bamboo let let astray, run amok, bamboozled. It's crazy. Or like it Flat that looked like the they sea. just picked, like have you did you guys watch any of the like the video clips from the you. game? Nah, bro, it looked like. You just like they just got like dudes off the street and put them in pads. Like that's how bad and unorganized it was. IMG and it, and then the fuck that you saw IMG made a TikTok about it. Like there was like uh, they, I saw the yeah. I saw the cornerback posted a, a an IG picture. He was yeah, like about here cooking these grown men. Yeah, like that, that shit that shit had me weak, bro. And they always fucking dancing in the background. I think the best shit would have been if there was at any point they just had one of the motherfuckers smoking a cigarette on the sideline. <laughs> that would have been. Yeah. Imagine niggas squat. They were sharing, bro. They were sharing helmets. Like a dude came off the field from defense and gave it to somebody who went, who was in the offensive huddle. Like, I ain't putting on the sweaty ass nigga helmet. I ain't gonna cap. Yeah, that's gross. That's nasty. Semi related, but not. Um, it just reminded me we was playing. I was um playing soccer in eighth grade. And he was playing some team, and like a kid got. I don't remember if he got kicked out or got a yellow card or something. And motherfucker switched his jersey at halftime. Like, the team gave him another jersey, and everyone's like, bro, it's the same kid. <laughs> like, you can't change his face, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, not wearing on. a helmet. We're playing soccer. Like, change his jersey, put a fake mustache on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> this kid's in 12. eighth grade with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, just hit, he just hit puberty really early. For, Very early. Right now. last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, man. Hit him like a truck. <laughs> out of fucking Yo, who does this man think he was? Yeah, I don't know this name. But, oh, I thought he was good. 
Oh, it's a lot. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on right now, man. When it's a lot of non like important sports stuff, but like yeah, funny stuff. You know what I'm saying? But well, yeah, I was gonna say part of the ones were like I feel like it hasn't been talked about too much, but I feel like it kind of. I don't know how the importance, but like to me, it's something to talk about is um, the Urban Meyer thing where after, if you guys didn't know, 53 man rosters were supposed to be put in um, yesterday, yesterday is in Tuesday. Uh, and Urban Meyer said that one of the things that might have led to this decision was vaccine. Uh, uh, I don't Vaccination I status? There we go. Thanks. I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah, I hear Hold it on. about 50 JT's times a day. I hear it about 50 oh, times. Bruh. Nigga, stop doing that. You're doing it on purpose now. Oh, my God. Damn. But, um, yeah, and, af- uh, like, immediately after he says that, they're like, NFL's investigating Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. But my thing is, I don't think there should be an issue with putting players' vaccination status in, like, cuts. If you have a couple guys who are on the roster bubble, right, and you go, hmm, they're not vaccinated, they could real life get my whole team sick, and now I could lose games and lose key players because of these motherfuckers. That should be something to consider. Honestly, I don't really feel like there should be an issue or an investigation to. Like, if you're willingly not taking the vaccine, then that's the risk that you're doing it. And then with every action has a, like a reaction. Like oh. every everything you do has a consequence, especially if your job talks about it. You know. Okay. Before we elaborate more on this, what I will say is that everybody in this in this room is going to agree on what John just said because we're all vaccinated. We all have that. However, I think. The, the the problem is, or maybe not more of a problem, but more so like the other side of it is, the other side of the coin is saying that, all right, cool, because I'm choosing not to get a vaccination. It's basically like saying, like, you're discriminating against me because of this, whatever, whatever. Now, my very all lives matter to me. I mean, listen, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I'm just putting it out there yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's definitely a lot of people that feel like that, mind you. My personal feelings are what John's saying. But what I'm trying to tell y'all is that basically... You, like, there's a lot of people out there that's like, all right, well, you can't force me to, to, to fuck with this vaccine. If I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, you know, I'm going to fuck with the whatever whatever restrictions, whatever, whatever. And, yeah. And I feel like, not I feel like, but per, but they may feel like because um it, it's going to have an impact on, it's like a personal vendetta, basically. Because it doesn't necessarily matter about, like, personal talent. It's like saying, all right. Two dudes that are about as equally talented. The one thing that's gonna pass one of them over is vaccination status. A lot of people not gonna feel like that's fair. And whether well, we do well, or not, I don't think it's fair to. If I'm a coach, I don't think it's fair to risk the rest of my team because you don't want to get it. Oh yeah, especially if the rest of and and but also like that's one of the things in sports, and that's this is sports at every level. Yeah, the more talented get perks. That's yeah. it. They're, they're favorites. They get all of those things. And if you're going to, and at any job, if you, like we talked about it when the NFL first did it, where it's like, you, you know, if you have to miss a game, you're not going to get the game checks and right, stuff like exactly. that. Like your jobs, they can put in rules like that, right? And if you're going to feel like you're going to be unfairly discriminated against or cut, then all you can sit here is be like, for those end of the roster people, they have to do everything in their power to try and make the roster off rip. Yeah. So they're telling you to get the vaccine. That's helping out your team at that point. What about Cam Newton? Was he was he an end of the roster dude? Was he a dude that was borderline going to make the team? Like well, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, but I don't, I don't think don't, he would have started for them. It, whether or not he would have started, and then but, also you can sit here and make the argument that part of the reason why he was cut was because he wants to start and he knew he wasn't going to start. I suppose, but I don't. But it's like it's 
I mean, they were definitely competing for the job. I feel mm-hmm. like it's different than a, a, a Minshew and Trevor Lawrence situation. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like you got, you just drafted the number one pick. Yeah, Mac Jones drafted the first round, but, you know, he could have sat for a year. But to tell me that Cam Newton is not good enough to be in a backup, you said tell me that Cam Newton, former MVP of the league, isn't good enough or, like, has enough knowledge in his head to be like, all right, hey, like, you know, fucking I'm going to be a backup. Like, it just doesn't really sit well with me. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't. Oh, he does. No, I agree. He does have the talent. But it doesn't come down to talent. Well, I mean, clearly it doesn't. Would you risk the health of your team for a backup? I mean, once again. At a quarterback position, meaning not not a backup at other positions that are most likely going to play. Right, of course. But but we've spoken about this. We've spoken about the vaccine. We've spoken about the vaccine in the NFL. And we said, like, you know, if you're not going to get it, cool, then you got to stick to all these strict-ass mandates. Now, mind you, Cam Newton... Whatever happened with him and breaking whatever rules that he did with the Patriots, cool, because he was whatever miscommunication. They didn't really elaborate on the details, mm-hmm. so I don't really know what the details are. Yeah. But if hypothetically in a situation where they follow those rules and they follow those protocols, then I feel like, all right, cool. Then they're doing what they can within the means of not getting vaccinated to stay safe with stay safe for their team. I get it. Trust me. Like Once again, everybody in this room, including Justin Virtually, is all vaccinated. So I understand what it is, but I'm just trying to give y'all the uh, the other end of it, you know? Yeah, I think it's a more, I think the other end is a more like, a, like you have to be, I understand like where you would, they would come from, but also right. at the same time, like one, sports is a business um, and these teams are in the business of making money. Because remember, if a team can't play because, you know, one guy is sick and like you blah, 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 nobody's getting a game check. Right. And I, I, how would I feel if I'm like, you know, I'm like a third string, you know, safety, right? But I'm so I'm on a team. I need these checks because my family got to eat, right? But I gotta I gotta miss out on the check because this guy's not vaccinated. And he wasn't taking the precautions. Like that's not fair to me. And then you know, right. the league's not in the business of uh, losing money any more money than they did last season. So I it, look some. Some some things are, are worth the risk. Like I know somebody brought up the case of uh fucking look at oh, Cam bro. Cam. Yeah. It was like oh Cam Cam could, uh got cut because of it, but like uh what's his face on the uh Vikings uh quarterback? Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh Kirk Cousins is, is a has, is a staunch anti-vax. Well, well that's my you thing. Got, right? but you gotta break it down and see, like, look, Cam Newton is um, on a one-year deal for three million dollars, and he's not the future of the Patriots future is yep. Mac Jones, right? Yep. Kirk Cousins is getting paid like 30 something million dollars. Too damn much. And once again, he's like getting paid said. the next two years. He's locked in for like 40 something million dollars, right? He's the starting quarterback and the Vikings are a good enough team where they can still be a contender for a playoff spot. I don't think the Patriots are this year. So it makes sense that the Vikings would take that calculated risk because they have way more to gain with keeping an anti-vax guy on the roster. than. The Patriots do. And my other thing is, can we all sit here and say Cam Newton over the past couple of years has played well enough to not be replaced? Of course. No, no, that that I for sure do agree with you. So so that's that's part of that goes into it. Yeah, we can say he's getting cut for the vaccine, but that's fine. But you can justify cutting a player of that caliber. Take away his name. You could justify cutting a player of that caliber. Right. For before not the COVID the stuff. Look, before the COVID stuff. Wait, didn't he have COVID I- at one point? Uh, yeah, didn't he, he did. have? Didn't he yeah, have he COVID last season? season yeah, he did. Came back yes. and started playing worse. Yes, if I remember correctly, like he was he playing played, pretty he solid till he got the COVID. First two weeks, yep, yep. But John, like, here's here's the other thing too. 
How many teams were checking for Cam Newton before the Patriots called last season? Not a lot. None. Not a damn one. He said he he said the Pats the Pats were the only team that 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 reached out to him. Yeah. So, not to say that Cam is cooked, but like that should tell. This situation aside, last season's like last year's offseason should tell you all you need to know about how teams view Cam Newton because Cam Newton was not, you know, offered a deal by teams who had quarterbacks that were worse than Cam Newton, in my opinion. There you go. You know, and I think but, it's a uh, it's funny because I feel like a great place for Cam to be would have been the Jaguars if you feel like I want a future MVP. Mentoring my, you know, not mentoring, but at least giving my fucking young and in an ur- and and in an Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah. he was wasn't it, wasn't he under Urban Meyer when Urban was still at uh Oh, when you he, talking about when Cam was at Florida? When Cam was at Florida, yeah. yeah he I was, mean, I know he didn't. You play, know, he didn't play, play but, but yeah, he was there. It was just, he was there. It's, it's funny because like in a vacuum without COVID, that that would be the move, right? Yeah. If you have a potential MVP and you got a first round draft pick, then you go I mean, a former MVP, then you go, oh, okay, all right, that's a good move. What's but saying? Urban Meyer was out here on some like, yeah, we getting all these unvaxxed people out of here. But that's my thing. I don't feel like he should get as much shit for like players that would have been cut. It's one thing if if it's your your starter who's clearly better than the other people at that position, and then you cut him, right? Then yeah. you go, wow, this is clearly because they don't have a vax. And then again, there's consequences at your job for things right. for like things that you do. Well, but it's another thing when it's like yeah. players that people were thinking about cutting anyway. No, why would I? If I'm an owner, if I'm a coach, why would I take that risk? Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I mean, yeah. more or less, I'm not risking anything for the. You know the the third somebody yeah. that's fourth in the depth chart like yeah. that's stupid. No, you're abs- no, you're absolutely right. I mean, what you call it? More or less for a journeyman special teamer. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> well, I and mean, then they will have to be like not crazy. James Ahedabo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Jets man. goat, Ravens goat, mm. Pats goat. More or less, I mean, shit. We we all been, we all been saying it. It's like when it comes to this sports shit, it's like you know you got to get vaccinated. It's like yo, even like it's the, still a job. The, the, you know the NFL. It's like I feel like the NFL is a less extreme version of it than you know what now. Like you're seeing the NBA kind of take take into into account with it. Like because now we have like literal state mandates and city mandates coming into effect in New York and in San Francisco. You know because I. What's, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm present y'all something that maybe y'all didn't know, right? Cool. So all healthcare workers in New York have to be vaccinated by by September 27th in New York, mm-hmm. which is like, all right, that's understandable. We work in healthcare, but now it almost makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, but just about, right? And Madison Square Garden said that you know for upcoming Knicks games this, this year, they're only letting this. This is like the start of the of this whatever is before the law was passed. Well, not the law, but before, before the state mandate, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They said, basically, you know, you have to be vaccinated if you want to come in, come into this indoor arena. And Chase Chase Arena in San Francisco is basically saying the same thing. Um, and now, you know, it came out today, September 1st, that, you know, home players, they have to be vaccinated. Otherwise, they can't play. But visiting players are now getting, are, not are now, but they're going to get an exemption coming forward into it. So I think it's going to be interesting going forward. I, I don't really know what's going to happen with your boy Kai out there in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Uh you know, he might he might have some problems with uh, and Justin started scratching his head <laughs> <laughs> about what's gonna happen with this vaccine, bro. I, I I don't know. I think it makes sense, um, you know, for the NBA to have to take that stance because it is a state mandate and you don't wanna combat I mean, think about it. If if the Jets or Giants actually played in one of the five boroughs, they might have had to do some shit like that. 
Because I, I, I doubt the city is going to make an exception for that shit, uh, especially yeah. if they're going to sit here and be like, this is going to be an area that has a lot of people congregated in it. Mm-hmm. Like, New York's not going to... New York's not going to want to have to shut down again, guys. Definitely don't. Like, um, I... I don't know, man. It it makes more sense. And we were talking about it before, like they're giving religious exceptions and stuff like that, but there are no Hasidic Jews in the NBA. Well, what is a religious exception? That's not true. Amari Sotomayor. He's not in the NBA. He's on our staff in the NBA. He's getting paid. You get those checks clear. So he's a Hasidic Jew? I don't know. He's some he's type Jewish, of Jewish, but he's not Hasidic. I don't what? think he's Hasidic. <laughs> yeah, he converted to Judaism. The, yeah, he converted to Judaism like right He has before. a Seder and everything. And that nigga pull up with the fucking. Not a Seder. Uh, <laughs> Imagine you pull up with the fucking curl. Yarmulke? No, the curls are the crazy. <laughs> That's a yarmulke, the curl. Oh man, <laughs> has a yarmulke ever like he, stood taller? They, they be using coconut curls for the. <laughs> not coconut curls. This guy <laughs> oh man! Imagine the Dewey with the fucking the curls. <laughs> Cut oh, the man. side. Dewey with the curls. Dewey with the curls is crazy. But I don't know. I think it's uh. I feel like we all kind of feel like NBA's in general, would have a higher vaccination rate. I am surprised that it's just those two. I'm also, I'm not that surprised that the NBA hasn't made a stricter rule because you have star players like Kyrie and stuff like that, you know? Mm. But I don't know. I feel like we just also hold the NBA to a higher standard, deservingly so, but. I mean, shit, I'm interested to see what really what really happens. Like, you know, yeah. na- like you now in the nfl i feel like you got people speaking out a little bit against it like how they feel about it or you had people quit you know that you had coaches assistant staff members that were quitting i wonder what's gonna happen with, with, with it with i might NBA. lose my job for not getting something i'll just lose my job my damn self yeah well i was gonna say like you saw what happened with the mlb network right with uh john smotes and now lighter what mm-hmm. happened mlb network said like yo everybody that come into the studio gotta be vaxxed and they was like nah really not getting vaxxed yeah Mm. They not they not part of the crew until they get back. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. MLB there's a lot, really there's a lot of media companies that are doing that, like you, like mandating vaccines. Like mm-hmm. even Fox does it. Yeah. Even Fox has, yeah, a, has not a mandate. Fox. <laughs> yes, yes, Fox. <laughs> it's the about iron, to be Fox, the Fox, Fox News is just about to be background music for a week. You know what I'm saying, like, you just, you just turn it on. It's just, you know, how they got the fucking, uh, what the fuck is the it? The ticker at the bottom? No, not even. You got, just got, they just have the, like, the channels that just play music. That's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be music, it's going to be music choice country. <laughs> music choice, alt right. Yeah, Alt right rock. <laughs> Fucking, it's fucking crazy. I didn't know that it was, it was that bad. Honestly, because niggas, niggas be in the hospital and fucking doing what we got to do, I honestly don't even, like, like so many people is vaccinated, so many people be fighting against it, but, like, you know, for the most part, everybody there is vaccinated, so I just kind of, like, you know, don't really take it into account, but damn, now that places that aren't healthcare is actually doing it, it's kind of like, wow. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of like... It's almost like it's a pandemic. It's yeah. almost like, you know, coronaviruses exist. And, you know, it's, part, it's part of, uh, you know, th- this thing that we call... Uh, Life. Yeah. You know? Anything else, guys? Um, I mean, there's, there wasn't a whole lot of sports. And then me and JT thought football started this week for some reason. So that left out like an hour of conversation. And that is why there's three of us. Mm-hmm. Four of us. Four of us. Four? Matt? Matt's What's Matt got to do? Matt does probably. Oh, man. 
Uh, well. You got to get your table for next week, bro. Oh, yeah, he has to get put through the table. That should yep. be fun. Uh, but, uh, wait, there was something else. Nah. Huh. Anybody following, keeping up with the uh, the tennis? There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of black tennis players. In yeah, the, in well, the, in the, well first it. and foremost, them putting Sloan Stevens and Coco Golf in the same bracket is racist. It feels anti-black. Racism. It feels, Racism. It feels so anti-black because they're playing against each other in the fucking second round. Like, what the hell, yo? Let's see who won. I think it was I think Coco. I think Coco was killing it last time. Coco was killing it. She's what? What is she now? Now she's like seventeen. Good for her. I think so. Yeah. Shout out to Naomi Osaka for your, what getting the biggest paycheck ever received by a female athlete. Did I Re- see? Really? I think what so. Was, right. What was that? Yeah. Love to see it. She's the highest paid female athlete ever. Sixty million dollars over the past year. Damn! What the fuck? Get your money, sis. Which was twenty three million more than she made last year. Jesus Christ! Can I hold the dollar? So that pretty much wraps up sports. Um, and now it's time for ABC, Sans JT. Sans JT. And guys, if you don't know, we were watching Inuyashiki Last Hero, and we finished it for this week. So we're covering episodes nine through eleven. Uh, spoilers ahead. And if you guys didn't watch it, I really suggest it because this shit was actually really good. Um, yeah, episode nine was kind of a finale setup type shit. Yes. Um, but it was full on like this motherfucker is wild and wild. Like yeah, I think it was like one it was it was one of those things that he was doing. I'm like, yeah, this is this is like almost too crazy. Like they're not gonna have a second episode of him doing like this. Yeah, like I didn't I don't have a lot of notes for that episode, yeah. but like most of it was just like, nah, he's really ODing and like like he was like one of those that just scorched earth. Um, yeah. But I still stand by his ability to shoot through electronics is, is the most unrealistic thing in the show. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, everything it's, else kind of everything else makes fictional sense, yeah. right? Aliens, robots, fictional sense. Yeah, because it's like what the fuck? What the fuck are you supposed to do? But you got a nigga that's like, yeah, it, it was like almost like he has like, weapons that shoot from his body, but for the the shot to go through electronics. Yeah, it was like he's on the phone with the little. He's like, yeah, put the shit to your ear, little kid. He was like, uh, then it, then, but shout out, but shout out to Choco and shout out to uh, big big old man in the house because it was like, yo, trying to get the message to people like, yo, like y'all gotta get rid of your smartphones, save mad people, and I mean I don't know how much notes you have, rest of notes you have for, for yeah, I just got the fact that like the gratata, the fucking that shit is hilarious, bro, that shit is like it's ridiculous, and then. Not the fucking plane, bro. That was yeah. my last my last note was not the plane. And I really thought sis who I thought when she was holding the phone to the baby. Yeah, it that's why I be thought like, that, oh, that, this is a Japanese gonna, phone. It's gonna shoot shoot. But then if that had happened, then I would have had it in my head that all right, like this shit is gonna like go super crazy. Yeah. I mean, that leads us into episode ten and it did go pretty crazy. Yes. First of all, like my my first two notes are in all caps because it's like more fucking planes. Yeah. Like you thought it was just gonna be one. And then the ground thing, like, all right, thousand people, shoot some more people, then I get to a thousand. Yep. He said no. All the planes. Yeah, that nigga had a plan. Like he knew it was like, all right, yeah, cool. Like I'm gonna have them think that I'm gonna do the smartphone shit again. No. I'm gonna fucking Yeah. Bro, the moment he went, uh, it doesn't matter if you do the phones. I'm gonna just go up on all the billboards and TV screens and computer screens and then just violate. I mean, and that's and that's what? basically what happened because you even think like, you know, <laughs> once once nigga took the phone away, that nigga pulled up to the screen and he was just violating. Well, that's too damn bad. Yep, literally. Um, and that was that. 
Yeah, and now, you know, uh, Inuyashiki is starting to freak out and trying to save people with all the planes just dropping out of the sky and all these things. And to me, it um, it goes back, like in this episode especially, it just hits me where it's like him being a loser, like his entire life, mm-hmm. ruined his ability to be a hero in the beginning. He managed to save a lot of planes. Right. Right. Way more than I thought he did. Right. But when Choco's trying to help him and like talk him through, he's like, yo, you got to do this, try and do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, I can't, I can't process, I can't do all this stuff. And it's like, it's almost like if, if a normal person was a hero. Yeah. Because the whole thing is he doesn't have that stereotypical, I have, I use the word gumption. Doesn't have a stereotypical gumption of a hero. Gumption. Of just straight up being like. The vocabulary. I'm just like, all right, whatever. This is this is what I do now. I'm a hero. I'm gonna process everything at light speed and handle everything like amazing all the time. Yep. And it was straight up like, yeah, like it it was like a regular person got these powers and was trying to do good. And now when shit got really crazy, he's like, oh fuck, this might be. I might be a little too in over my head. Yeah, but that was about as crazy as it got. In some way, somehow, he landed all of those fucking yeah. planes after all other planes had. But I mean, uh, still you know, a a wing crashing into a building in a crowded city is probably still gonna. I mean, you know, it's gonna lead some damage, but yeah. not as I guess much. It wasn't that crowded. I mean, uh, I, think about I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people was working from home that day or not working at all. Whatever, cool. Um. And so, yeah, so he lands those fucking planes, which is, you know, good shit on his end. And, and then we get the meeting. Yeah. Uh, Inuyashiki is like, who's fucking, I mean, uh, Shishigami is like, who's fucking my shit up? Yep. That nigga pulled up on sight. Yeah. Said, uh, yeah, you saw the bugging. That realization, that was a powerful scene. That yeah. was a great fucking scene of him going, I'm the villain. Like, we've talked about how, like, out of his mind and how in a vacuum he is. Yeah. And it's like, um, there's always these real realizations in anime. And it's, I feel like it's a very overlapping theme. Like, um, when they realize that they're not the same as the person that they think they're the same as. Mm. And I think that's what, um, you know, that's really what hero really was looking at. Son. It was like, yeah, like we're the same. He's like, yeah, we're the same, but you know, we're not really the same. Like, you use your powers to hurt people. I use my powers to help people. And I love the kind of the understanding mm-hmm. Inushiki had where he was like, he was like, no, like, you're like, he's like, why do you save people? And he's like, the only reason I, I do it is because it's the only time I feel like a human. human. Yeah, and that was. hit him, and then he just goes, wait. He was, And then it clicked. The entire time before, he's like, why is he doing this? What's going on? And then it just clicked where he's like, yeah, so clearly the only time you feel it is, you know, when you're, when you're taking life. Like that shit is just like that shit. Felt, that shit. And felt, people say anime is for kids. It's not. Shit is too deep. Y'all niggas just don't know how to have reading comprehension. That's what I'm jacking. Facts. This shit. This shit is. It's just so amazing. And then he realized. Well, not realized, but like he started while, giving him hands. Well, well, yeah, definitely was giving him the hands. But while all this is going on, he realizes that um, his daughter, who I called him, like, is in a, in a very sticky situation after cutting school. Kids don't cut school. Ain't, ain't nobody was at the school though. Yeah, I mean, ain't nobody was there. They had school, but ain't oh, nobody show school, up. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like that. First of all, does Hero know how to fight, or is he just more athletic than him? Because he was giving him the hands, and we already know that fucking Inuyashiki can't fight. He was just swinging and just happened to be super, na- uh, super, yeah, super natural, strong. Whatever. Um, and then it gets into the fight. The fight was good. I'm still not really fucking with CGI in anime. Um, I still yeah, feel like it has a long way to go. Yeah. 
Like sometimes it's okay. Like I think the CGI and Attack on Titan was alright. Yeah. I feel like they did it at the right time. Listen, you look at look you look at Mappa Studios from when this dropped in 2017 to Mappa Studios in 2020, 2021. Yeah. It's definitely improved. Yeah, 2017. Sheesh. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Bro. Okay. But, well, and it, it, well, I'll talk God, about. I'll it's talk, been four years already. Well, I mean, there was a funny ass still scene in college that I want to that I want to fucking bring up, but it yeah. comes in the next episode. Um. Yeah, that was like. It was a fun fight scene. I, I think it encapsulated the action parts of it good, where it was like leading up mm-hmm. to these moments. Um, especially when, again, them both using the gun noises against each other. Yeah, hilarious. Exactly. Uh, but then I thought it was crazy that the first time we saw uh, Hero's unconscious takeover was in that fight. Yep. Like, I was like, shit. I was like, whenever the unconscious takeover, everything get fucked up. And now it's the first time it happens. Yep. But I don't know if it's a mix of. Maybe willpower ties into it. Maybe just the fact that uh, Inuyashiki's subconscious has been called out more. It was able to process and be more experienced and figure shit out faster right. and do the better course of action and, and fuck him fucking, up. And then you got fucking Hero's unconscious shit versus mm-hmm. um, what you call it, Inuyashiki's unconscious shit. And it's like just these niggas just going back and forth with it. And you know, it was a that like that whole chasing scene was 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 was, re- was really fucking good. All for you know Inuyashiki to. You know, it, it, like you goes goes to the the, the opening entrance yeah. where the niggas are like flying around buildings and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, to make it make sense. But when he caught the car, yeah, different. And caught the car, put it back down. Yeah. Like that shit was crazy. But then even like Choco not understanding he's unconscious at first. You know, it's like you guys are fighting too low to the ground, like all this stuff, and it just like reminded me of those animes when the protagonist knows that the damage is gonna kill millions of people, so he tries to take him somewhere. Right? A la yep. Dragon Ball Z. Nah, of course. You know. Yep. Exactly. And then fucking, uh, I believe that the son cooked him. Bad, and then it was. I thought it was uh, some symbolism there, where they're both falling, and then Inuyashiki lands in the water. Yeah, and uh, Hero fucking lands in a fucking back alley. Yeah, after he got both his fucking arms in the back of his head ripped off, Mm -hmm. which is fucking gangster shit. And then uh, yeah, Inuyashiki falls in the water, rejuvenates real real quick, and then he flies straight to episode eleven. No, no, not yet. I get damn. This was a long ass episode. Then yeah, a lot happened in this Shit. episode. A lot fucking happened. Damn. All right, so whatever. So then he flies the building. Valid. I fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, got there pretty quick. You know, he's trying to fucking save his daughter's life, which is talk about roller coaster of emotions. Because yeah. I thought she was dead. I thought she was dead too. I honestly would have preferred. I think she is dead. I think she is, and I think he could actually bring people back. I think he can. I think if it's soon enough after the heart stops, he can start it back up. Like, I mean, like real life. I mean, well, he did CPR. And then once CPR, yeah. you know how CPR works. It's like once you do it, you know. And he has special CPR. Yeah, he got so. Yeah, ultra special CPR. That's why I, I do feel like at this, this is the moment where I was like, I, I fully think she was dead. I'm, so this is where I'm like, maybe it's not just healing. I think, like, I do think it's that realism. If the heart stopped relatively recently, then, you know. That shit was very emotional, um, too. Yeah, it was heavy, man. Like, that's why I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had her die, you know? But um, especially after they built her up as a character. Like, in my notes, I'm like, damn, they really did it. Like, we just started liking her. Yep. And then that's why it brought me back. So when he was saving um, Sis from the mob boss, when he revived the fiance. And then I thought, so then I'm like, maybe he did bring him back fully. Um, But, yeah, it it was crazy. And then I'm like, or maybe his powers evolved. Who knows? Maybe the, the thing got used to humans and all that stuff. And then I love how after he goes on and all these things, I'm kind of just realize this and start saving everyone. And right. his family finds out. I love how no one just talks about him being an android. 
Like they're just like, all right, yeah, whatever. Like no one's, no one really mentions it. Yeah, yeah. Like if niggas was like, all right, mm-hmm. well, you know, it, it kind of just what it is. I mean, he was. I mean, the good thing is, is that you know, was obviously niggas find out what he was. Yeah, he did his shit for. He used his shit for good, which is like, yo. Niggas, like, they was talking about, yo, fucking people, broken legs, all this other shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Last hero for real, man. Like, no um, funny shit, which is so ironic. And it was, like, a really, like, beautiful ending to that, where it's like he finally found his purpose, you know, and it clicked for him, where he was like, I lived my entire life as a loser, but I still had, like, these values, and I had this inside of me, this willingness to be a hero and do stuff like that. I just couldn't do it, so now yeah. that I had the opportunity to, you know. And then literally my last note is because that way the episode ended. My last note is really, oh, fuck. Because. Oh, once um the people walk up to yeah. hero and then yeah okay that is how it is yeah yeah all the people walk up to hero and then mm. they're like oh shit give him some juice yep some orange juice now that brings us to the finale yep episode eleven um Matt it's on Amazon Prime I do think that you and Laura would like it it's eleven episodes pretty short um whenever I I genuinely think that's a show that you should watch I'm gonna tell you even though you haven't watched any but that's okay you know we already established that your only form of media is music. <laughs> But I'm not gonna stop trying. So a lot of people would would enjoy this though. Yeah, I do think this is like. Um, that's why I feel like knowing. I was so surprised that it came out in 2017 because, if anything, it's just been catching on relatively recently. Yep. I would say in the past nine months a year. Uh I mean, episode 11. First of all, the scene where he brings it up to the rest of his family, super powerful. Yeah, because it's like. Man, it's like, man, and I'm going to quote my boy Mike Jones on this, bro. He said, back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all on me. And that is word to everything, bro. They don't want to see you when you down. But when you lit, yeah, I'm telling you, they want to be be with you, bro. I'll I'll give that for the wife and the son, because the son seems like a little shit. Yeah, definitely. But the thing that I will say is that, uh, I mean, shit, on her deathbed, what what did Mari say? She was like, you know, she said, thank you, and tell mom, I'm like, I love you. She's like, I really did, like, love you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was after that she found out that yeah. this nigga had healing powers, but... and it, But it was also, but yeah, but she never, he never used the healing powers for her. Not for her, her but I mean, you know, but she knew this. And, we, and she was come off as a selfish bitch. She knew that this nigga was special, though. But I mean, that's, that's it's here nor there, you know. The, yeah. the, 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 the scene with the family was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. The Museum of Sex shit was hilarious. Yeah. Like, also, was, um, when they show his son, I'm like, his son just looked like he was fucking tripping balls. Yeah, He's out he, here like, this can't be real life. Yeah, because what the fuck about yeah. somebody? father with fucking you know machinery coming out of his back i'd be confused the fuck too you know what um, I'm saying? yeah and then we get to the the next scene where um choco comes home yep and hero in the crib and my first like my first note there is just straight up choco deserves better because i thought hero was gonna do it to him also I, I really did but he didn't nah but once it was once his reaction um after no nah, not even to the jump but after he came back from the bathroom, he was like, yeah, I called him already. He was like, like, that's what I knew. He he, he didn't look like he was even, like, phased by it. He was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. He's like, I just wanted to read manga with you one more time. That's it. Because um, that was really his man's at the end of the day. Yeah. And he said it, you know, these people that he doesn't want to die. And he's like, yeah, I don't really care if anyone else dies as long as the people I care about don't. Mm-hmm. And that's so one of, even, that's why even when he said, I don't want to be friends with you, he didn't retaliate. He didn't do anything. He literally just went, all right, just, like, go back to school. Yep. You know, and that's what you're saying. We're like, it's. He was really twisted because he did all this fucked up shit, but he cared about the people that he cared about. He was a good friend. Indeed, indeed. Um, and then 
we get into the news stories, and she's like, first of all, having little kids on the news saying that someone should go die, crazy. Like, crazy. They said they killed my mother and my father, so yeah, you should go die. That's 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 J- Japanese media, you guys. And then um, now we get into this asteroid. Asteroid's coming back. First of all, I, I heard about the Trump thing. Yo, that shit was fu- and that's what I was gonna bring up. Is is that that's how you know this shit was in 2017 because you saw Trump on the fucking thing, dog. That, that shit was, was jokes, amazing. Bro. Such a <laughs> it's like my son said, I lived a long night. He's like, I lived a long life. It was good. I don't got any regrets. Go fuck yourself. You're on your own. Basically. Um so now my thing is. He didn't think about destroying that. Like no one thought about like destroying this asteroid before. Did he genuinely not think he could do it? Because I'm out here. I'm like, if I have all these abilities and I know when it's gonna come, I could just go and chip away at it. You know what I mean? A little bit. Even do if it. I can't do it in one shot, yeah. take a couple days. You know, we got some time. Yep. Trying to do all that. Exactly. Now the whole world is depressed by it because they're like, oh, this asteroid is coming. Yeah. Like you know, it's gonna wipe out everyone, and everyone was doing their last stuff, and nothing else matters anymore. Yep. And motherfuckers tried to go to work and made his son go to school. <laughs> um, and then now they he's trying to destroy it, and it's too big. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, but even before he gets there, it's like he's you know his family is just Oof, like, yeah. I was talking about an emotional scene. This man said, I'm going for a walk. Daughter's like, yeah, I'll come with you. He's like, I'm sorry. I just lied to you. I'm going to go fuck up this asteroid. Well, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to the asteroid. Yes. And also, I remember remember last week how I was saying, I hope this doesn't end how I think it's going to end. I thought it was going to end how I thought it was going to end, and it didn't. So I'm happy right? about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that tearful family scene, great scene. You know, he he goes. And first thing, Hanako falling down the stairs is OD. The dog is really going through it. And for us who have pets, you know, when the dog is really trying to chase you and shit like that, you yeah, know. That nigga fall down the steps. Like, that's how oh, you man. know. That nigga was rushing. And then in my notes earlier, right, when he's going to the thing, so this is before he leaves, I was like, maybe he's going to go up there and Hero's going to be there. And I was like, and he's going to use self-destruct and blow up the rock. And then when he gets there and he's by himself and he's like, all right, I got to start chipping away at this shit, try and destroy it. And it wasn't working. And then Hero appears and says, I can self-destruct. I was like, oh shit, John don't miss. Um, yeah. So it's like instead of a redemption arc, he had a redemption episode. He had two of them, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one, and the the half. One, the half. one and a half. The half? Wasn't it like a... All right, I'll give you one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Yeah, one and a half. I don't give him a full two, but whatever, yeah. Yeah. So Hero goes there and he's just like, yo, like... You know, he's having flashbacks of him, old girl. I forgot her name. Pupad, uh, I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, yo, all you got to do, push my eyeballs back, and yeah, explode, and this shit should be valid. Cool. Big light goes off. Then next thing you know, in your shiki senses, is like, yo, this shit did not get destroyed like how we thought it was. He was trying to push it off course. He wasn't trying to destroy it. And then it was just, was it, it didn't work, course. man. And then uh, him talking to Choco. And being like, he was like, hey, man, like, did it work? And then he was like, yeah, you know, he did it. Um, you know, he's a hero. Don't worry about it. He's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll come see you tomorrow. He's like, I'm coming back now. Like, I'll, I'll come see you tomorrow. Oh, I do wish he'd spoke to his family before, though. Yeah. You know, that was the one thing I wish he could have called his family. But I feel like it would have been too hard. It would have been worse. Yeah. But, you know, he the only way to save the world 
was for him also to self-destruct. And this is after he found his purpose and could have done so much good. But, I mean, he saved the world. That's pretty damn good, you know? Yeah, he saved, he it was saved a, the world in multiple ways. Yeah, that was a really, like, that was a rough ending. Like, rough and it was really good, but, like, emotionally taxing ending. But if there was a way that I would have wanted it to end, if mm-hmm. you tell me that, you know, both of these robot niggas die. Yeah. Okay. I, it's I a clear one season, yeah. like... Like, yeah. you know, it was, it, we was in, we was out, we got the plot, we got I hope there's nothing else coming after. I don't want anything more. It ended at a good place. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then we left wondering, basically, if, uh, what was the girl, was the daughter's name, Maki? Ma- Mari, Mari. Mari, Mari. We left in Mari if, uh, you know, it looked like her, her stuff wasn't showing up pump, I mean jump, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, she made it, man. And it was yeah. funny, because when it happened, I was like, shit, like, he didn't learn any of the stuff that he... Hero did to set up his family, like money wise. I was like, damn, how are they? They're gonna struggle after his death and all that shit. And then you know, she made it. She made it in the Shonen Jump as a youth, so she set up for a great career. But that was one of the most complete and satisfying endings of a show I've ever seen. Indeed, no, I, I I agree with you hundred percent. Like when it comes to when it comes to building up your main character, building mm-hmm. up your antagonist, building up your your foil, who also ended up being the antagonist in a sense, it was very mm-hmm. much so. Like you know, I, I have no complaints. You know, I thought so. Uh, now I can feel y'all in the hot. I thought it was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna be like a Power Rangers ending when you know the fucking the fucking Green Ranger and the rest of the not the Green Ranger, the White Ranger teams up with the rest of the Power Rangers and is like, hey, even though I've been beef with y'all this whole time, let's figure this shit out. We're going to work together and we're going to save the day. First of all, I- give my son Tommy some credit because he had mind control when he was a Green Ranger. Yes. All right. Okay, yes. He did have mind control when he was a Green Ranger, but then when he was a White Ranger, you know, he was doing his own, he was doing his own thing, came back and was like, all right, bet, like, I'm going to fuck with y'all niggas again. Whatever. Cool. And then, you know, I thought these niggas was gonna try and blow shit up together, and then they was gonna try and live happily after, ever after, and like with a redemption. Like, oh, he saved the world. Like, you know, if they ended it like that, silly old me, because you know these anime writers are not like these mm-hmm. American motherfuckers that's just like, oh, resolution, easy resolution, cool. Yeah, if this shit was on TV, they probably would have ended it like that. Probably have a happy TV. So, ending. Wait, is that where you were thinking as well? Like, what you, um, what you thought? I, yeah, I thought it was gonna be one of those like straight up where he was like all right like the only way to do it is if we team up you know but like i don't think he would like to the other thing as things progressed and that theory tweaks a little bit you're like maybe he can get through to him right. you know what i mean and then when i saw him on the the asteroid it clicked he has no arms those are where the guns were <laughs> so yeah. i don't know they I, I really do think that they did a great job um yeah, I mean, I I would recommend this. I plan on recommending this to way more people. Of the of the ones that we've done, this is definitely one of my favorites. This is definitely one of my favorites, which is like saying a lot because we've done about two years worth of anime. It's not a lot. Well, let me not bring it down like two years. We've done about hundred and something weeks of anime. <laughs> hundred something. I mean, what last last week could have been two years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So but just about. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. So we are without JT, but it is time to do what we always do when we finish the show. Uh, Yes, we have to pour one out. What are we going to pour it out for? Pour it up, pour it up. Watch how you boil out. Mm. No obvious ones, though. No obvious ones. Yeah. Um, no, you know, you should your hero. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, because those niggas die. Honestly, the person I'll pour it out for... Isn't even somebody that died. 
I'll pour it out for um, Heroes. She she got me mm-hmm. his his girl. Pew whatever, bad. whatever. Pew bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I pour it out for her really because she was on the side of damn. I'm trying to see the best in this guy constantly. You know he's fucking up. Okay. I don't. This is this was beyond fucking up, bro. I mean, well, yeah. This is beyond. Well, I, I was with you if he was just being an asshole. Yeah. All right. Yeah, or even yeah. just a few people. Of course. I mean, she was being dumb, but she was trying to see the good in nigga. Because the problem is, is that all right? Yeah, he was doing some. This crit- is not Taraji P Henson. It's Taraji. <laughs> all right. Yes. Obviously, this nigga was bugging the fuck out. Like, uh, let me let me let me disclaim this. Like, he was bugging the fuck out. But to say that he didn't care about homegirl, his grandmother, and Choco, he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like Sis was trying to feel, see the best in her. So, I like, she, she was fucked up, man. She was fucked up. She was sad, crying, and she just wanted this nigga to stop killing people. And he, he even did for a little bit. It was when... She got him to go save people. Yeah. Motherfuckers was flying all over the country. Exactly. And that's what, you know, that's, what, that's why. Because she was able to bring out the good in this guy. That's why I got to pour it out for her. Because she was like, you know... Fine. It's it wasn't solid. until them niggas rate ra- like raided her fucking crib, and I, for justified reasons, before y'all fucking cancel me. Yeah, but I don't think reasons, they needed to fuck them up. Yeah, I mean, right? Like they fucking shot both of them like crazy, and then this man went full of Kira. So yeah, that was that. Uh, I'm gonna pour one out for Mari. Mari, because even though she did have, you know, she she got her thing and jump. It just. She was an asshole for most of the series. And it was just like, as things finally came around, she came around as a person. Um, She understood more about her parents and had a better relationship with her dad towards the end. Even before she found out about the robot thing, you know, where he was supporting her dreams. Right. Which is a big thing, you know, for parent-child relationships. Indeed. You know? Indeed it is. Uh Guess the relationship, the whole family dynamic is better. They're finally at peace. They're starting to do more things as a family together. Um, sitting down, having dinner fully, and actually talking and enjoying the conversation. Yep. And then also, she had to experience dying. It wasn't like she had a quick death. It wasn't like she had a bullet to the head. She suffocated. She had to suffocate, which, if you guys don't know, whenever most of the time when people die by fires, it's like 80% of the people is from the smoke and the, the suffocation. Like, it's not from the fire itself. Yeah, that's um, fun. <laughs> she had to go through that with her friend, you know, the terror of that whole situation. And obviously she made it through, but like, that's the thing. You make it through that situation. Usually you have a trauma bond You with these people. You have the relationship with your father and then having to lose him, you know, it's tough, but that that's what I got to pour one out for. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. All right. So that means we are starting a new show. We are. And it's been a little bit. We are doing a palate cleanser, guys. Oh, nice. We yes, yes. We're doing, um, I'm not going to hold you, the show's kind of wild. Uh, we're doing prison school. If you know, you know. Uh, it's wild, but it's actually really good. Like, it is really good, truly entertaining. A lot of people have a lot of strong attachments. There's someone who I saw on TikTok someone was like damn you have all these prison school stuff in your crib and he was like honestly I was really depressed and that was the only thing that made me laugh and smile and shit like that vibes so prison school is phenomenal um it's on Funimation I believe because of the thing it's on Hulu but if you want that raw shit you gotta watch on Funimation also watch the dub we are watching the dub on the show that's what we're doing 
because it's phenomenal. Like dubs are easier to watch, so I don't mind. Yeah, and this one is really good. It I've you know so I was talking to Ari about this. We were watching uh, Studio G stuff, and it's like, why were dubs like so good? In the late 90s, early 2000s, dubs were phenomenal, and then they just went to shit. Yeah, bro. I don't know what the fuck happened. And now, the, like, dubs are starting to get better again, right? But the thing is, the only dubs that are good are the slice-of-life dubs and the comedy dubs. Because this is a comedy. Right. Those are the dubs that seem to be, like, that are still good. Because, like, um, Shimonetta's dub was good. Like, yeah, it seems that it seems to be the only ones that, that are working out, and I guess... That's where you want to start because it's all about dialogue and plot and all this stuff. So yeah. you would hope that the the dubs are good. But I guess, you know, hopefully things will turn around. Because I was someone that I watched all of One Piece dubbed until I ran out of episodes. Yep. I watched all the Naruto Shippuden dubbed until I ran out of episodes. So I don't hate all dubs, but they're just not created equally. It's like some of the dubs that we started with is just like, damn, by default, you got to start with. Like, mm-hmm. there's one one thing that I will never watch subbed is Yu Yu Show. Really? Yeah, no. I didn't mind the sub. I When I started, I did both, whatever yeah. I was feeling that day. Yeah. The one thing I will never watch subbed is Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Z. Easily. That's yeah. like the one thing I... I Any don't... Dragon Ball universe shit, yeah. can't do it. That gotta be dubbed. Yeah. It's gotta be. Also, I haven't gone back in forever, and I don't... I'm, I guess I'm supposed to watch Super. <sighs> I just don't want to. I have no desire to. Yeah. Niggas been fighting since whatever. Yeah, I'm saying. And it's gonna be Dragon Ball I think Ultra. I'm fighting to save the day. Yeah. But really, <laughs> I just like to fight. That's it. That nigga's name is Finley. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, prison school, rated MA, don't watch the kids. Go watch that uncut version on Funimation with me. Watch that shit in English. Again, we were watching hey. the dub. And episodes, uh, 12 episodes, so episodes one, two, three for next week, guys. Wonderful. And that is it for us here. Episode 105 of the Saratoga Sports Pod has wow. concluded. Look at that. In 107 uh, minutes. And uh, these amounts going to be cut out. It's going to be great. Wow. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to follow us at Toby Sports on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go like the Facebook page. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Offended Normal. Yeah. Um, pour one out for Justin. Even tells the people too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, now nah, real life, man. The best part is he's never going to hear that. Yeah, no, never. It's all right. It, just in case he ever, you know, mm-hmm. thinks I don't be looking out for him, I'm going to refer to episode 105. I'll be like, yo. But not tell him what it is. Yeah. Like, you're just like, you just got to go listen and find out. Listen yeah. to it. Y'all listen to the entire episode, mm-hmm. literally. Um, but yeah, of course. Uh, y'all can follow me on the gram, Worldwide West underscore 11. You know, Black Lives Matter, all that good shit. Uh, get your shots. Wise is approved, so yeah. <laughs> why not? We will catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion I'm so cold-blooded, I fear nobody Ain't no letting down, I won't let you down Cause I got ice in my veins I talk like a champion, like a champion